it's difficult to know where to begin. It's more difficult to decide what not to share today about Jim than it is to think of things to share. But I do know one thing for certain, that if I talk too long tonight, (laughs) Jim will somehow find out. (laughs) He will find out. There will be an angel that is invisible and present as we gather together in worship who will make it back to eternity, find Jim, tap him on the shoulder and say, Hey, Jim, Eric talked for 45 minutes at your service. And to that, Jim will bow his head and shake it. And he'll say, I I tried for 20 years. So I'm going to try to honor Jim tonight. So let's start where I believe Jim would start, and that's in God's Word. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 50 through 55. Paul writes, I tell you this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? I'm going to say something that may sound strange to some of you and But those of you that are closest to Jim will understand. I've not known anyone who looked forward to dying more than Jim Cook. And that's not to say that Jim was in a hurry to leave. In fact, he did all that he could to make the most of every opportunity he had to serve and love his family, his friends, and this church. He savored every moment that he spent with his family. And he treasured the life that God had given him here on earth. But death is victory for the believer. Jim understood this. In these last 12 years, since his beautiful wife Bonnie went to heaven, his heart has longed for home. I had so many conversations with him about that very thing. He studied what the scriptures said about heaven. He read books about heaven. He, he listened to podcasts and theological discussions about heaven. He, he listened to music that described heaven. I think it was similar to the way in 
just a few weeks, many of us will be listening to Christmas music in the month of November because we can't wait for that day to come. I think that's the way Jim anticipated eternity. Jim loved living here, but he longed for the new heaven and the new earth. He longed to see his God face to face. And he longed to see Bonnie's face again. And we all know how great that smile of his is. And can you imagine what it looks like now? Can you imagine the look on his face when he saw Jesus for the first time? And can you imagine that face when Bonnie crossed his sight? 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 7 through 11. Peter says, the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Whoever serves as one who serves by the strength that God provides. Whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Peter says here that God gives his grace to believers in lots of different ways. Not so that we can hoard it or hold on to it for ourselves, but so that we can be good stewards of grace. So that we can take what we've been given and use it to steward others into the love of Jesus. And Jim Cook was a great steward of the grace of God. His entire life was all about stewarding grace. I never got to experience Jim in the public school setting as a teacher or an administrator, but I sure wish I had. Uh, Many of you knew him that way. That's how you came to know him. He loved knowledge. Jim loved education And he was a lifelong learner. He brought that same passion for learning to the classroom as well as to his administration. And I know how proud he was that Julie has carried that passion for learning into her classroom. Every day for a whole new generation of students to fall in love with English. And of course, Julie would be an English teacher. Because Jim loved books. He loved to read. He loved to learn. And he would often return to his favorite books over and over and over and reread them multiple times like like any lover of reading does. Jim served this church at First Baptist Lindale for over 42 years. He has ministered here in almost every capacity there is except being the senior pastor. (laughs) Jim has been this church's minister of music, 
minister of youth, recreation director, Sunday school teacher, Bible study and prayer leader, media volunteer, nursery caregiver, you name it. Jim Cook has done it, and he has done it well. And so because of his vast experience, Jim was a mentor to many people, including me. I'm extremely humbled by the way Jim supported me and encouraged me, even as his pastor. Often his encouragement came in the form of constructive criticism. (laughs) And that got a laugh because that's happened to you too. But every criticism, every help that he ever sought to give was 101% constructive. And it was always full of grace because he stewarded it so well. Jim Cook helped me be better. And when he saw me figure out something that he had already told me multiple times, and he saw me finally figure it out and finally apply what I was learning, he was so intentional and so genuine to come directly to me and say, well done. That was one of his phrases. And even after Jim retired, he was always willing to help fill whatever need we had in this church. He was a great help to me and our staff. He was willing to step in and fill any role that was needed. Jim understood and had experienced the challenge of challenges of church ministry and being on a church staff. And he gave our whole staff love and support in a way that only a retired minister could give. It was unique, it was different, and it was special. As a young youth minister in my 20s, I didn't always understand Jim's perspective on things. I would even get frustrated with him at times when he would offer that graceful, constructive criticism But now, the older I've gotten, the more and more I treasure the wisdom that he had. My respect for Jim Cook overflows. He was sincere and thoughtful in his approach and was able to see things that I was often completely blind to. And I will sincerely miss his advice and his wisdom and his encouragement in my life, as I know you will. I'm so honored to have been his friend. So I can see all your faces, and I can tell that everything that I'm saying applies to you as well. And I'll tell you the reason for that. The reason for that, we all had the same experience with Jim because Jim Cook was consistent. Allison Watson said it um, on Facebook this week so well. She wrote, he was so good at making us all feel important to him. And I think the reason for that is that Jim never looked at anyone or considered anybody ever to be less than. This is the sign of true humility in a believer. 
And Jim Cook embodied that. David, Julie, girls, this whole, this whole entire family, all of you were his greatest treasure here. There was nothing that he had here that brought him greater joy than all of you. Regardless of what you did, it was just you. You were his first priority. Next to Jesus. And he loved every moment he spent with you and he gave all that he had to give for you. Always willing to meet any and every need that you had. He set a high bar. Jim set a high bar for dads and he set a high bar for granddaddies. You could see if you saw the pictures coming in pure joy when he was with them and all of you as, as, as blessed as I consider myself to be called a friend of Jim Cook how even more richly blessed are all of you and how richly blessed you two are to have been raised by Jim and Bonnie Cook I said that Jim always encouraged me and one of the things that Jim encouraged me to do all the time was to read more. I find it a struggle to sit down with a book and read for long periods of time, and Jim knew that, but he was always encouraging me to do that. But every time he encouraged me to, he knew full well I would probably not do it. He knew that I would struggle. But because it's easier for me to, to listen, I'm more of an audible learner, um, I've taken to listening to audiobooks rather than to read. That's just easier for me. And so one day this past summer, I shared with Jim that I had purchased the audiobooks of the entire Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis, which was one of his favorite works. And I intentionally waited until I had completed The Magician's Nephew, which is the first book in the series, before I told him because I wanted to have a little bit of something under my belt when I when I told him. And so I want to show you a picture of just a brief text message conversation that Jim and I had. I texted him one day and said, just wanted to share. I've downloaded the audiobook of the entire Chronicles of Narnia and just finished The Magician's Nephew. It's incredible. I loved it so much. And I can't wait to listen to the rest. And Jim's reply was, well done. I'm sitting here smiling. Every now and then, I get to Missing Lucy, and I know it's time to reread. Enjoy the adventures. And that was him. And then later on that evening, when I look back, I could tell it genuinely made him happy that I was, that I was listening and listening to these books and reading them, so much so that a little over an hour later, I get a second text from him. And it says, ah, the adventure that lies ahead. There are more stories than can be told in this room tonight. Some of those are mine, but many, many of those stories are yours. 
And Jim loved great stories, and Jim was an incredible storyteller. So what I want to say to you tonight is tell all of the stories to each other. Tell all your Jim Cook stories to one another. Remember the stories that you've forgotten when you hear someone else tell theirs. And as Jim did, go back to those stories and revisit those stories over and over and over and over. But of all the stories that Jim loved, he centered his life on one single story. And it was the greatest story of all stories. And the thing that made it the greatest story of all stories is that it is true. Jim Cook built his life on the story of the gospel and revisited that story every day of his life. This was his hope. And I pray today that it's your hope as well. God created all things and made mankind to be in a perfect, unhindered relationship with him. But sin broke that relationship. And sin settled in our hearts so that we could do nothing to restore that broken relationship. But the king... The king made himself low and came as a man to show us his kingdom and to offer himself as a sacrifice, the sacrifice, the only sacrifice great enough to restore what was broken, to rescue us from sin and bring us back to him. He did everything and offers forgiveness Grace, love, and mercy to anyone who believes the story is true and who receives that gift, not by works and not by merit, but by grace through a faith that trusts in Jesus alone. Jim's greatest desire tonight would be for you to know his Savior the way he did. And he also has a great desire even now for you to know his Savior the way he does right now. Fully and completely. To experience the joy of a relationship with God. The God who made you to be in relationship with him. The God who made you for himself. So as Mr. Beaver in the line, the witch in the wardrobe, as he says of Aslan the lion, of course he isn't safe, but he is good. Today, Jim is living the adventure that he's read about all this time. And I can't wait to see him again. And I can't wait to see Jim again because I know when I do, he will have a whole new set of stories to tell that no one has ever heard. Those last words he texted to me in that text are going to be special forever. Ah, the adventure that lies ahead. 
Jim wants every one of us to be a part of that adventure. To know Jesus. If you've never believed the gospel and you've never trusted Christ with your whole heart, with your whole life, what are you waiting for? I would love to have a conversation with you about what that means. Jim would love that more than anything for tonight to result in a conversation that would lead to someone coming into the kingdom. So Jim's life and legacy, I believe, says to us today, there is no greater adventure that we can embark on than knowing Jesus. Let's pray together. Thank you, Father, for the comfort that the Holy Spirit brings and the promise of eternity that comes for for everyone who has believed on your son. Thank you for the privilege of knowing Jim Cook and the honor of calling him a friend, a brother, a father, and a granddaddy. Our hearts rejoice because of his joy tonight. Comfort us as friends and hold closely this sweet family that we love so very much. While we wait for the coming resurrection and for the day when you will make all things new, let us live as Jim lived, loving the life that you've given us here, but never taking our eyes off of eternity. We ask all this in the good and the untamed name of Jesus.